the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And here is our three, Backbone Radio, December 18th, 2022. The phone number is 303-696-1971. Boy, sure glad you're here through this holiday season, moving through the chaos. Just just put on the Backbone Twitter page the uh, a good essay by Sundance over from the conservative treehouse interestingly elon musk just came out and put out a poll saying should i should i resign as the head of twitter so i wonder what's going on with elon that doesn't make sense is he thinking that there's just getting to be too much heat or is he just doing this for fun or or what he's got to stay on we got to get some free speech in this country stay on twitter elon stay stay the head of twitter Here's his tweet. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. And uh, boy, so, oh man, taking on the deep state. Remember when Elon first was talking about buying Twitter, I said, well, Elon, you're taking on the deep state. Get ready for a big one. Get ready for what's coming your way. And he is experiencing all of that. I have to say, you know, when you when you understand what's going on beneath the layers of American politics, you, you see the story. But uh, think, hopefully he'll find a way to, to carry on. Donald Trump came out, his campaign, and put out a restoring free speech platform. He's putting out these videos about how to, uh, how to restore free speech and how to take on the FBI and the DOJ and so forth. And, of course, you're hearing in every news break all the propaganda, oh, yeah, DOJ is going to charge Trump with criminal, criminal charges. Yeah. You see how they try to massage these narratives. You see how that works, right? I hope everybody is alert to all of that. But I think fascinating information coming out of Tucker Carlson about was the CIA involved in the JFK assassination? And Mike Pompeo, why wouldn't he release that when he was the head of CIA back in 2017? I believe he was there 2017, 2018. Pompeo wouldn't come on Tucker's show to talk about it. Pompeo's running for the presidency. He's always on Fox News. <sighs> yeah, um, we are surrounded by phony, phony Republicans. And this country is not what it has seemed. That's one of the conclusions Tucker came to in the last hour. I might replay some of those clips. But a state within a state... A Department of Homeland Security that's only concerned about the Beltway. The Beltway is the homeland. The rest of the country can go to hell as far as the ruling class is concerned. And in part, why is this a problem? Because we're not living in a constitutional republic right now in which the people, the sentiments of the people have sway, in which the elected officials or the unelected bureaucrats are responsive to the desires and the wishes of the people. It seems like we're being overtaken. We're being overthrown 
some kind of a coup d'etat of the American people themselves. And it's the people that are doing the coup d'etat that most talk about the word democracy, our democracy. But it's just a handful of people with high prominence in the tech world or the billionaire types that are using that word to, in my, in my view, disguise the coup that they're running on this country and its history and its traditions everywhere you look. Don't you feel it? Everywhere you look, every day, all the time. But why is it a problem when an unelected, unaccountable deep state might be running the country? Why is that a problem? Well, think about the, the past history. Think about what a disaster our foreign policy is as a country which would be a deep state-run foreign policy. Think about the Iraq War. Was that not an epic disaster? Think about then what Barack Obama did in Libya, creating that massive refugee crisis into Europe. Barack Obama got elected in part bad-mouthing the Iraq War, saying, oh, that was a horrible thing, that was a terrible mistake Bush made. Gets himself elected. Then he does something every bit as bad with this, this Libyan invasion which destabilized northern Africa, created the refugee problem, and it's uh, enduring consequences today. When the deep state runs our foreign policy, you know, you get Iraq, Libya, you get the Afghanistan debacle. My gosh. A miserable foreign policy, which again, Trump shows up, gets elected, and corrects all of that. We had peace on earth for four years while Trump was in there, going against the deep state, going against the State Department every day of his administration. But then think about the, uh, the domestic policy of a deep state-run country. Think about the economic collapses that we have, we have seen. Remember the tech bubble collapse back in 1999-2000? Remember all that? Remember the grievous real estate market collapses 2008-2009? The stock market collapse 2008 and 9. And the people that were running that, the high-up people, the billionaire people, are the ones that got themselves bailed out at the expense of the heartland American working-class taxpayers. Isn't that just not great? When the deep state runs a country, they screw up your foreign policy, they screw up your domestic policy, and it looks like we're in a bit of an inflationary collapse spiral recession scenario right now, does it not? Been arguing that for about a year now. Watch your gas prices go to the moon. Watch the way we use energy, the way we transport ourselves, the way we eat food, the way we basically interact with anything. The people on top are wanting to change all of that so that they can control all of that ever more. And count me just flat out not interested in any of all of that. Tied into that World Economic Forum, the Build Back Better concept you hear Biden always talking about, well, you see Macron talking about that in France. You see Trudeau talking about that in Canada. You see the German leaders, uh, I forgot the name of the successor to uh, Angela Merkel, but she was talking about the Build Back Better all across Europe. And it's tied into that group of billionaires, the World Economic Forum. And this is where I talk about a consolidation that has taken place when technology has become so advanced and so consolidated to allow a really powerful surveillance state to come into being, and if, as Tucker Carlson was saying, a state within a state, the CIA is showing the characteristics of a state within a state, the memo, 1961, to Arthur Schlesinger Jr., you have a state within a state, and if it's got all of this technological power, the surveillance state power, 
and the handful of billionaires are somehow made billionaires by being a part of this. You see how it's a symbiotic thing? They become billionaires by being a part of this deep state scenario. And they're tied into it, into that orbit in our oligarchical system that we are living in. Oh, the power at the fingertips of such a small few people. I don't think that bodes well for the future, and it needs to be cracked in some way, and it needs an oligarch to stand up against it. You need oligarchs to stand up against the other oligarchs to get anything done, and that's where Trump came in, and why I enduringly support him passionately. And where Elon Musk comes in, another oligarch steps into Twitter to try to restore free speech to the world. And Elon Musk has said very clearly that if we can't have free speech, even in the United States of America, then all we have left the rest of the world is tyranny. Tyranny. That's why he's doing this. That's why he's jumped in to this very dangerous situation that he is in. And I don't know why he's at least like putting a poll out about should he stay on or not. And we'll see where that polling data goes from from Twitter, should he stay on or not. My gosh, he's got to stay on. But again, this release of the Twitter files, it's, it's bringing some transparency, and I won't go through all of the different Twitter files released, but it is remarkable, is it not, that the mainstream media is not covering that? I saw a note that ABC, CBS, and NBC, and the other, you know, mainstream media television networks have spent a grand total of 18 minutes covering the Twitter files release. Why would that be? That shows the collusion between the FBI and the Twitter folks to control narratives and to surveil users of Twitter in real time and so forth. Go down the list of all kinds of malfeasance. I mean, it's just the very definition of what I keep calling deep state. And the mainstream media won't cover it. They won't cover it because they're in on it. They're in on it. They don't want free speech. They want to control speech. What does it mean when the big media... When the big media people, all they're about is controlling speech, controlling what gets said, disallowing anything said that does not fit in with their power, their control narratives. That's the situation we are in right now. And unfortunately, the Republican rhino class is aider, they're abettors, they're complicit in all of it. Little St. Nick from the Beach Boys, and I am an enduring fan of the Beach Boys. Wasn't America a little better place when the Beach Boys were having their heyday? And to this day, they are still patriots. Mike Love, done some segments about him over the years. America First Patriot Mike Love, lead singer for the Beach Boys, after Brian Wilson sort of uh, got a little strange or whatever. But yeah, you know, when an, a state within a state runs the nation. You get a miserable foreign policy, a miserable domestic policy. You get wide open borders, the destruction of your culture, and you get woke everything. We've got to find a way to get around that corner. And we don't know exactly the ways, but we know that there's a lot more of us than there are of them. But we know that they are hell-bent and determined to destroy this place. And they can basically do whatever they want according to Tucker Carlson. It's not the country we thought we lived in. And um, Republican Party should be standing up to all of this, but you just don't see it happening. You just don't see it happening. That's that's the deal. That's the sellout. Lee Smith, great commentator, says this. Um, 
on Twitter, somebody writes to him, seems the Republican establishment was complicit in allowing the Democrats to fully remake election laws processes prior to the 2020 election in the guise of COVID. They would rather lose forever than to have seen Trump reelected. And Lee Smith responds, alas, it's worse. The money spent on the whole of society's censorship industry shows it's not just about getting Trump. GOP establishment made long-term deal to betray its base. They sold off our right to vote. They're collaborators. Oh, yes, they're collaborators. And you get some evil villain like A.G. Barr in there who sat on the laptop, the Hunter laptop, for all that time, for a year. And he knew. Barr knew. Barr's an old CIA hand. And he was in there betraying Donald Trump every step of the way and doing it in the most deceptive manner. See, that's the thing. The people in these agencies are so deceptive. They study the arts of deception. There are no better deceivers on this planet than those people in those three-letter agencies. And they are destroying the place. Over at American Firebrand, a bunch of Claremont Institute individuals get together, produce videos. And they say this, it is time for the GOP to wage war on three-letter agencies and the deep state, end quote. That comes out after Elon Musk's release of the Twitter files showing collaboration between government agencies and Twitter to censor and surveil its users' control narratives. That James Baker guy, I did a thing on him when I was last in two weeks ago, the former chief legal officer for Twitter, for the FBI, then goes seamlessly over to Twitter, and he somehow was involved in massaging what came out before that first Matt Taibbi Twitter files release. That's just a, I wish I could have talked about that last week, though I could not be in here. The tentacles of this are, you know, pretty much everywhere. But unfortunately, we are stuck with what you might call Judas Republicans. John Rich, the country singer, talks about Judas Republicans. Let's hear him talk about this. Fighting for Trump. So donate to the RNC because we're fighting for Trump. And they knew that that all the conservative base out there was fired up and would send in a lot of money. Matter of fact, they sent in close to $200 million to the RNC. Meanwhile, I find out that in the back rooms where nobody's allowed to go, that the attorneys for the RNC decide that they're going to hit the attorneys for Trump and say, cease and desist, sit down and shut up, you're running the future of the Republican Party, while they're simultaneously running ads saying, fighting for Trump. So when I saw that go down, I said, these people are scoundrels, they're liars, this is a bait and switch, they are abusing their position uh, with the conservatives around this country, and I don't think we should call them rhinos anymore after what I've seen them do there, because that's, honestly, that's defamatory to the noble rhinoceros, that's quite an animal. I wouldn't call them that anymore. I would call them... I would call them Judas Republicans because they betrayed the trust of the people. They took their money, and they never intended on using that money for what they said they were going to use it for. I'd like to see hashtag Judas Republicans trending from this point forward. We cannot trust what they're doing, and until they have new leadership that we can trust, that speaks like us and talks like us and supports what we support, don't send them another red cent. I know I won't, and I hope nobody else does either. Wow, that's quite an indictment. I mean, of course, you need two parties. You need two-party leaderships. You need to have a functioning party, right? Are you convinced that if you had better leadership, it would get better? 
You know, I think if it's handled, yeah, in the right way, if you're not lying to people. I mean, Tucker, you take $200 million out of the pockets of hardworking Americans during a pandemic and say, we're fighting for Trump. It was a lie the entire time. And the attorney that was sending those uh, letters back to the Trump campaign still works there, by the way. They said he was fired. He wasn't fired. He still works there. And you can't trust these people. Listen, I'm a regular guy. I have a, I have a pretty incredible life, but I'm a regular guy, as you well know. I don't like being lied to. And uh, yeah. I think I think we should uh, hold them to account. No more money till they start telling the truth. Wow. Wow. John Rich. Speaking more clearly than anyone in D.C. Great to see you tonight. We'll John Rich, country singer, country star, speaking more clearly than anyone in Washington, D.C., says Tucker Carlson. Judas Republicans, you think that should stick? You think that should stick? They just lie. They go up there, they say they're going to work on the border, they're going to combat, what they're going to do, they don't do it. And they were complicit in changing the way we vote with all that COVID business, as Lee Smith mentions. It's just, it's hard for the voters, Republican voters, to understand the kind of deception we are dealing with with these people. And again, the three-letter agencies are people that devote their lives to the art and science of deception, the art and science of the PSYOP. Here's Mitch McConnell trying to blame Trump for what happened in the 2022 election. Not enough Republican victories. Oh, it's the quality of the candidates. And I'm like, didn't we get Mitch's guy in Colorado, Joe O'Day, who went down in flames? Miserable, miserable defeat. Joe O'Day, Mitch's guy. Looking at each race separately, I wasn't making that up. We had a bunch of close races. We ended up having a candidate quality time. Anybody remember who mentioned that back in August? Look at Arizona. Look at New Hampshire. And a challenging situation in Georgia as well. We did, by we, I mean the Senate Leadership Fund, did intervene in two primaries, in Alabama and in Missouri. And I do think we had an opportunity to relearn one more time you have to have quality candidates to win competitive center races. And that's where Mitch, who starved New Hampshire and who starved Arizona, the great candidates in those states, which were right in there, neck and neck. Mitch spent all that money to save his favorite rhino, Murkowski, in Alaska while starving the America First candidates. And now he turns around and blames Trump. And in Colorado... Mitch McConnell got his guy, Joe O'Day, to be the Rhino nominee for the Senate race in Colorado, and he lost just so badly. Candidate quality. Give me a break, Mitch McConnell. And again, when I saw it was Joe O'Day, when I saw I, I, I wanted to allow the Colorado Republican Party, Mitch McConnell, to conduct an experiment if the rhinos run a campaign, they do all the rhino stuff and they all the hate Trump stuff and they do all the rhino bland, nothing, no reason to vote for this person candidate. Let's see what happens. And I stayed out of it. I held back. I said a few things, very mild, tried to be encouraging, tried to encourage callers to hold their nose and vote for Joe O'Day. But he went down the tubes. It was terrible. If we would have had a more America first candidate in Colorado for the Senate, I'll bet you he would have been a tighter margin than what Joe O'Day was able to come up with. So, you know, you just kind of get sick of the Judas Republicans, the Decepticons, and yeah, we're surrounded by them.
We're surrounded by them. Let's find a way through. It sounds a little dark, but hey, we're going to find a way through. Let's do it. Figure it out. Silent Night Dwight, I call that song, and that is the all-time greatest version of Silent Night, if you want my opinion. Incredibly beautiful, and we've been playing that every year around Christmas time at Backbone Radio, going back a decade, almost two. So many of those times we've played that song, and you can look out over the snow-covered ground, out the windows here at 710 KNUS, Salem, Denver. And it just fills you with that wonderful Christmas spirit. So honored you're here. Just had a listener say that they're listening from Amsterdam. They checked in with us. So honored, Johnny, that you are checking in from Amsterdam. One text after another wishing Merry Christmas to Backbone Country. And it comes from us as well. Tough situation for the country, but our our own individual lives, let's maneuver through all this chaos. Let's find a way through. And again, we're not content to live in the gulag. And that's the thing. We need to have more and more Republicans aware of the gulag we're living in and not to be content to accept it or to live in it. And two of my all-time favorite clips, and it ties into what the American Firebrand says, time for the GOP to wage war on three-letter agencies in the deep state. And by the way, I got this data that every single three-letter agency, their political donations, where do they go? The employees of these three-letter agencies, the vast majority go to the Democratic Party. Not one agency has a majority of its donations going to the Republican party and it is an incredibly lopsided set of numbers 88 percent at the doj goes to democratic party candidates and got a good grief ladies and gentlemen but our politics is performative our politics is not real when it is run by a deep state because i view the surveillance state as a real existential threat to the freedom of the american people and until we dress the issue of the surveillance state and the DOJ and the FBI, powerful and unaccountable, right. nothing else matters. This is the thing. And until this is addressed, everything, politics, everything that takes place in D.C. is sound and fury signifying nothing. Sound and fury signifying nothing. That's Ned Ryan bringing that one home. Darren Beatty makes a similar point right here. You may. I'd like to make a general point. And it really, after seeing all this, you have to ask yourself, Does the national security apparatus do anything but conspire against the American people? I'm led to conclude that we cannot have a democracy. Everything in our politics will be fake and performative until we bring the national security state, including the FBI, to heel. It's not a left issue. It's not a right issue. Every politician who cares about our country should demand a church committee 2.0. That's exactly what we need, or else we're living in a gulag. We're living in a fake and performative political society in which the state within the state is calling the shots and running the show, and the voters don't matter. And as I've said, when these people run the show, we have a miserable foreign policy, a miserable domestic policy, a wide open border, and uh, we just constantly have to go around with a feeling like we are losing this place just had a text in to studio, and this is the Babylon Bee, who's now back up on Twitter. Great, the Babylon Bee, reinstated by Elon Musk. And, and the headline is, FBI releases all JFK documents except for the one that says they killed him. <laughs> so, 
And uh, you have to laugh at that. It should be more CIA. But uh, just to recap this point. Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim, quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. There you go. And I've been saying, knowing what you know now about the deep state we learned under the last four years of Trump, yeah. What do you think? Do you look at JFK in a different way? Even had a caller say, uh, Ronald Reagan, early assassination attempt into his presidency. Do you, do you wonder? He was an outsider. Hmm? The way Trump has been treated. Just one more before the phone lines. Just to, you just have to hear this twice. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Americans have trusted their government less with every passing year since the killing of John F. Kennedy. Maybe this is why. And people have known this for a long time. The people who knew would include every director of the CIA since November of 1963. And that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American life. That list would also include, we are sad to say, our friend Mike Pompeo, who ran the CIA in the last administration. Mike Pompeo knew this. We asked Pompeo to join us tonight, and though he rarely turns down a televised interview, he refused to come. We hope he will reconsider. Yep, Pompeo, just another snake, just another rhino, just another Judas Republican along with Pence and Nikki Haley and the rest of them. And ladies and gentlemen, if you think DeSantis is going to be the guy to lead us out of the gulag, you are mistaken, in my opinion. Everything I have seen, serviceable, creditable job as governor, but the globalist big money behind him, oh gosh, they're going to pull his strings. He's going to be the marionette. And it just takes a little seeing through all of that. And the propaganda battle will be on to throw criminal charges against Trump, as you hear in every news break from the propaganda media. And uh, they're going to try to insert DeSantis in there so he can go right along with all the people that are really running this country. And I have seen no evidence that he will be going against them and the big money behind him. Looks like he just kind of maybe wants an easier ride. But again, my advice to DeSantis is please don't do it if you care about this country. Please don't do it. 
in this country that is not what it seems and needs to be restored. And unfortunately, we don't have a Republican Party capable of doing the restoration at present. That is the story of the GOP, the Washington Generals, always up against the Harlem Globetrotters. At any rate, how's that for good Christmas cheer? Come on, we'll find. There's more of us than there are of them. Keep that in mind. Our eyes have never been more open. The lights have never been more bright on the malfeasance going on behind the scenes. One way or another, one way or another, we're going to find a way to have this work out. Let's say hello to Peter in Denver. Peter, glad you are here. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, Matt, glad to be here. You know, I tuned in last week and we got static for half an yeah, hour. Yeah, and I apologize for that. I still don't know what was going on there, but have had a, tons of feedback on that. I'm just very honored by that, but sorry that worked out that way. But carry on. Yeah, I was just wondering... Um, did you always like soccer or just since your kids have been playing? Have you always been into soccer? Or what? I've always liked it. And, you know, I was the captain of the Northwestern University dental school team. We won the championship three times. I played at Cherry Creek High School and competitive and all that. But, uh, you know, I've always liked it. But I've never spent much time watching it or obsessing over it, shall we say. Yeah. How about you? Are you a soccer guy? No. You know, I, where I grew up, like, back in um, Jersey. Yeah, Hoboken, New Jersey. I mean, high school teams didn't even have soccer teams back then. And um, you know, I did try to get into it when I had the New York Cosmos. Yeah. They were in it. Didn't NASL. Pele played for them a bit, right? They smacked that one. You had Pele, a Birkenbauer, some guy from Italy, Giancarlo or something. Did you watch the just, World Cup, Peter? Did you watch it this morning? No, I just I could, can never get into it. I just don't like watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's rather representative. But you know, I used uh, to give it to Giant Stadium for free. I had a friend who was a security uh, I'd keep going if I could, but Merry Christmas to you, Peter. Some of our Christmas tradition music around Backbone Country. That's the Ricky Skaggs, Dwight Yoakam version of Away in a Manger, which I just think is an incredibly beautiful song. And again, from us here at Backbone Radio in the studio... From Blake and Matt Dunn, the host, we just send you all the Merry Christmas greetings and wishes and good cheer, good tidings, good thoughts. For those that are with us, for those that are no longer with us, we send the good word and the good cheer. In spite of all the topics, again, we have to cover. And we're honored to be in here and to be able to do this every Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Ah, it's Christmas season. And we also have another thing or two of Fra Giovanni, the old Jesuit. I like to play this one about the Christmas spirit. I salute you. There is nothing I can give you which you have not. But there is much that while I cannot give, you can take. No heaven can come to us unless our hearts find rest in it today. Take heaven. No peace lies in the future which is not hidden in this present instant. Take peace. The gloom of the world is but a shadow. Behind it, yet within our reach, is joy. Take joy. And so at this Christmas time, I greet you with the prayer that for you, now and forever, 
The day breaks and the shadows flee away. Yes, every prayer, every prayer helps. Every prayer has value. Take peace, take joy, and let the shadows creep away. Let those shadows be dispelled by prayer. Shakespeare never said much directly about Christmas except for one passage in Hamlet, and I like to bring that out on Christmas as well. Some say that ever against that season comes, wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated, this bird of dawning singeth all night long, and then they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome then, no planets strike, no fairy takes nor which hath power to charm, so hallowed and so gracious is the time. So hallowed, so gracious, so wholesome be the time. Merry, Merry Christmas to one and all in Backbone Country. And, you know, we did get the family together last night, and we sat down and we watched a movie my wife and I had never seen before from 1947 called Miracle on 34th Street, Blake, have you seen that one? You've never seen it? Yeah. I saw Home Alone 1 and 2 this year. I never have seen those before. And we thought, let's let's keep going with the ones we're supposed to have seen but haven't seen. And everybody listening probably has seen this, Miracle on 34th Street. The little Natalie Wood was in that and some great actors. And my gosh, you know, it's a black and white movie. It's a heartwarming movie. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street, that might be one. You know, you can sit and watch with the kids, and they'll like it. They'll like it. Pretty much guaranteed from me, though my kids were like, I don't know about black and white. I don't trust this black and white thing. Just had a text to studio. Miracle on 34th Street is my favorite. Yay! Hey, thanks for checking in with that. And, oh, I I loved it. I, I you love the heartwarming, heartwarming stuff. Another text studio, man, I miss my country. Oh, and I do too. I do too. Oh, that's just the way it is right now. By the way, one other little recommendation. There's a TV series called The Mysterious Mr. Benedict Society, and I've read the first book to one of my daughters, but it's a Disney show um, called The Benedict Society, Mysterious Mr. Benedict Society. And um, gosh, even though it's Disney, woke Disney, I can't find anything wrong with this series. And it's a series that talks about, frankly, it talks about psyops. And it talks about media control and mind control. And it's for kids. It's a kid's show. And I'm liking it. I'm liking the message. We've watched the first two seasons. I've read the first book anyway. There's like five books in the series. But I don't know how this one slipped through the woke Disney people. To teach, to teach kids, or at least uh, you know, have a nice story about what psyops are and what uh, media control is, and how there are some bad people out there that put stuff into the airwaves that are trying to uh, do the wrong things to your mind. Hmm. Anyway, I just put that out there as that's that's one for those of you with with kiddos, and even adults might enjoy watching this without you know, if their kids have already uh, you know moved on or they're they're not a family with kids, it might be worth watching. So I just put that out there. But one of the solutions, you know, to get our country back is that if we could just get free speech back, and that's where, you know, Elon, it takes an oligarch to step up and do it. 
But uh, I do think the solid majority of the American people are in favor of free speech. And there's a Harvard-Harris poll that has come out this week. And um, the Mark Penn and his colleagues have shared some interesting data. This is from Jonathan Turley points this out, the law professor at George Washington, that says uh, two-thirds of voters believe Twitter shadow banned users and engaged in political censorship during the 2020 election. And 70% of voters want new national laws protecting users from corporate censorship. That's a solid, solid supermajority of the American citizenry that is in favor of free speech. And even though the corrupt mainstream media, the corrupt PSYOP media is not covering the Twitter files, this information still gets through and 70% want free speech. It should be 100%, right? But uh, it's at least 70 And free speech is the antidote. Free speech is the enemy of the corrupt ruling class and the enemy of the corrupt institutions, the three-letter agencies, the state within a state, the unelected, unaccountable, essentially fascists that are in the heart of the beltway running this country in connection with the billionaires. Elon Musk tweets that free speech is the bedrock of democracy. That's his quote. Free speech is the bedrock of democracy. And I submit to you that free speech is also the enemy of the tyrant, the enemy of those who want to hide what they're really doing and hide their treachery and hide their misdeeds. And if we can have free speech, I would submit that this republic, this republic will find a way to right itself if we can just speak about it, we can just get out of our caves, if we can just be let to have a voice, if we can just somehow break through the walls of the gulag that are holding us in. And that's, that's the deal. And again, on the bright side, our eyes have never been more open to the country as it really is to know that this country is not what it has seemed and we have blended a bunch of that in. And again, we, we won't be in on Christmas next week, but looking forward to visiting with everyone on the week after that one. Blake, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for the great professional work back there. Matt Dunn signing out on this 12 18 Again, Merry Christmas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.